It's your streak. It's your rules. If it's not working for you, then it's wrong. Dizwins Radio episode 838 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to uh, to let you know that uh, as of today, there still are a few openings uh, available for coaching, working with me as your coach uh, for both the coterie and the one-to-one levels. Um, and and I know maybe you might be looking at the situation right now and going, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, with with all this coronavirus situation and you know, not a whole lot going on right now, uh, maybe it's not the right time for coaching. Maybe that's that's the case, but. If things go the way we hope that they're going to go, and by the time the fall rolls around, races are, are happening again, and maybe you've got uh, a lot more races on your fall schedule than you had originally planned because spring stuff has been rescheduled for fall stuff, mixed in with the fall stuff that you already had planned, uh, maybe having a little bit of help, a little bit of guidance navigating those waters might make sense. So if that's if that's something that, that might resonate with you, that, that, that might be something that you might be interested in, uh, point your browser over to disruns.com slash coaching. Real easy to find, disruns.com slash coaching. All the details are there. All the information is there. If you have any questions, let me know. If you want to sign up, hey, you can do that too. So check it out, disruns.com slash coaching. And now without any further ado, let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, I feel like I can relate on some level to most of the people that I've had on the show over the years, but uh, when it comes to the 100 mile and up crowd and uh, the run streakers, I'm still struggling to wrap my head around what they do and, and why they do it. And uh, as you can probably guess today, we've got one of those two uh, folks on the line or somebody that's in one of those two camps and we're talking to one of the, the crazy, in my words, crazy run streakers today. So uh, today's guest is, from what I can tell, if I'm doing the math correctly, closing in on four years of running at least a mile every day. Um, as we're recording this, I think it's, we're getting close to like 1300 days. By the time you listen to it, we'll be even, even beyond that. I don't, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, like I said, I can't wrap my head around it, but she does it. She enjoys it. Uh, she certainly has no plans on stopping anytime soon. So, uh, with that streak and, and all the running stories that go with it, clearly we'll have no problem come up with a few things to talk about today. So, uh, I'm excited to uh, finally be able to line up a, a little chat with, uh, Ms. Keisha Spees. So Keisha, thanks for uh, joining us and welcome to the show. Thanks, Denny. Yes, I am coming. Let's see. We Today will be day 1,262. That is three and a half years. Goodness gracious. That's, uh, yes. Well, well, we'll get into that as we go. And, and uh, <laughs> my, I, you know, like I said, it's just something I can't wrap my head around, but you know, it works for you. And I know it works for a lot of folks that do the streak. So more power to you. Um, and guys, if you, if you haven't caught up with, with Keisha yet, you want to find out kind of what she's got going on and, and, uh, all the places to find her, uh, at least a mile.com is the website blog and, and information there of, of all the kinds of things she's got going on, some coaching and, and various different odds and ends. Uh, and on Instagram and Twitter, same handle there as, as the URL, which always makes it easy, uh, at, at least a mile. Uh, so it's the at sign. Oh, I never even thought about that one. That's a little, that's a little tongue, <laughs> tongue play right there at the at, you know, the, the at sign and then at least a mile all spelled out. Uh, disruns.com slash eight, three, eight is the link to take you back to the show notes today. As per usual, we'll have everything linked up there, uh, links and, uh, 
whatever else we talk about, photos, all the things, disruns.com slash 838. So, uh, Keisha, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with a, uh, a very simple question that for some folks is easy to answer. Some folks, eh, maybe not so much, but it's just a, a fun place to kind of launch the conversation. It is just to uh, simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? I'm going to take your easy question and be difficult about it. Um, I like the 13.1 mile, 21K, but sometimes it's hard to call it a half because that's not half of anything. Um, Sure, it's a half marathon, but when people say, I'm just doing the half, no way. That's 13.1 miles. Sometimes it is sweat, blood, and tears. But that is my distance of choice. That is the distance when I go somewhere. It's long enough to get out there for a few hours and enjoy it, but it's not so long that... And this is individual specific, but that I'm struggling to recover for weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's um, the distance is definitely uh, a pretty common answer. And and the reasoning, I mean, it's, you know, obviously there's a bunch of different reasons, but that's kind of a common theme as well. You know, it's it's doable. It's a challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you can make an argument that any distance is doable and any distance is a a challenge. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of that that sweet spot of, you know, it feels like you really put forth more than, than, uh, you know, a short effort, like a 5k or a 10k would be, but it's not so long that it, like you said, exactly. Like it just beats you up forever. So it is, it is a good distance. Um, and, uh, you know, before we, before we dive, you know, kind of shifting off of, off of this first little introductory question a little bit, before we dive too far into the streak, I would be curious to go and, and maybe these two are related. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this, this shakes out, but how'd you get started in running? Is that something that's, that's been a, a long part of your life or something that, uh, started long before the streak or started with the streak or how'd you get started into, uh, into the sport of running? About, I think it was 10, I, I like to say it was 10 years ago. I might be closer to 13 now. I decided to run a mile. I was an academic growing up. My head was always in a book and I didn't go anywhere near sports. My parents tried t-ball when I was five and didn't try again until one of my younger sisters was seven or eight because I hated it. What we figured out later was I just wasn't good at team sports. I needed to play alone. <laughs> so I didn't touch sports growing up. And then sometime way after college, I decided to run a mile. And I thought, well, I know the record, the the fast people are around four minutes. So an eight minute mile, that'll be easy. I'll just do it and check it off. (laughs) So I headed to the end of the driveway with my youngest sister in tow. This was at night. So she turned on the lights. I knew the dead end light at the end of the road was half a mile away. So I was going there and back and I took off and I made it 20 seconds. So (laughs) (laughs) like many of us on that first mile. So I kept trying, kept going. And since then, I have one sub eight on record. It is still my elusive uh, white whale that I am trying <laughs> to catch constantly. But I got where I could get into a rhythm and my lungs and my legs would just say, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And so I kept going with it. And I didn't start the streak until about three years in. And I did a streak for a year. And then I took time off from that. And that did not go well. Mm-hmm. Because as any runner or any athlete will tell you, those endorphins become non-optional. Your body is counting on a certain amount every so often, whether daily or weekly. And uh, if you don't get them, they're your problem for yourself <laughs> and the people around you. Right. <laughs> and particularly right now, because I'm talking to you during a Corona self-quarantine mm-hmm. for many of us, um, we need those endorphins because yes. we care about the people around us. <laughs> yes. Yes, so I, I waited a couple of years and took it up again. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, you talk about the, the needing it for the people around us. I feel like, like uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's 
part of what the people around me need every day anyway. But now that they're they're stuck at home with me, as as opposed to getting that break of being able to go to school and interact with other people, um, it's it's like you said, it's probably as much if not more important now than than it ever is just to try to maintain some level of of even keel and and uh, not getting too too. Uh, short-tempered and things like that. So um, you, you get started, you know, and you said like a lot of folks do where like, oh yeah, this shouldn't be that hard. And then, you know, we're, we're panting, gasping, whether it's 20 feet, 20 yards, uh, not very long. And we, the, that reality comes that this is not an, an easy thing. Um, going into the that first streak after a few years of running, um, what was what was the impetus to, to try to run every day for a year to set out with that as, as a goal? I decided to see if I could do it every day for a week. Mm. And then I kept going. I hit that week. I hit that month. And I thought um, there's an, that even that first 30 days was enough of a streak to to kind of sustain itself where it was easier to think, oh, I'm going to do day 31, 35, day 60 and kept going. But that first time when I got to the end of a year, I was tired mm-hmm. and I took time off instead of realizing that in my case, it wasn't a tired where I needed to quit. It was a tired where I needed to learn how to shift perspective, back off, approach it differently. Because there are times when you're done with a sport for a season of your life or forever and you need to pivot. That wasn't the case for me with running. So I had to redirect my approach and come back at it. So I like to call the streak I'm on now the permanent streak because I will do this until I have to stop, whether there's a medical issue or an injury or a life event where it's, it's no longer possible or reasonable. Right. Mm -hmm. With, with that, the end of that first year, like you mentioned, you know, just feeling tired. Can, Can we dive into that a little bit? Like, like what was, you know, like, I think, I think I heard you say, or at least what I heard of what you said was that it wasn't so much maybe the, the the daily mile as it was maybe the weight of the streak or or I, I and I'm, I know I'm kind of putting some words in your mouth at this point but but what was the tiredness that you were feeling that you needed a break from That's a great question um I think at that point the weight of the streak it it was building and not in a positive way it was building where it was a chore. It was, if I break this, that is bad. And now it's every day that I do this, that is good. So it was literally flipping that switch from this is weighing on me to this is, this is something I can stand on. This is something I can build on. It's a positive. And on the worst day, if I'm really miserable, I can go out there and run fast and be done. Or I can go out there and whine and plod through about a 12 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's done. So even on a bad day, I get to check off another day. So it was, it was, it was flipping that switch. It was a mindset and that's really where it was negative and had to become a positive. Right. Right. How long was the, was the break before you started the the permanent streak? About, we don't need exact days here. I know maybe (laughs) right, right, right. Runners in our numbers. That's a, that's always scary. I want to say it was a year or two. Okay. I, that sounds right. I don't. I don't remember. Okay. okay. So, but it wasn't like a week. It wasn't a month. Like it was a substantial no, chunk of time. This was a substantial amount of time, and I would find myself. And that's. I can still think back on this. You know, if you if you if you're not somebody who has it scheduled at the end of the day, and you wait longer and longer, it's so easy to say the weather's bad. There's stuff to do. So and so needs my attention. I have work. When now it's like, yeah, but I'm still going to fit it in. Right. Um, right. So those the time off, I really saw how low I could go without it. Just not doing something that was good for me and that I really enjoyed. Right. 
So did you did you not run at all in the break, or was it just sporadic, or or what was sporadic. what was running like sporadic? Okay, it was it was sporadic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything like like uh, was it the type of thing where you sign up for a race, so you train a little bit leading up for the race? Was it just like re- super, just willy nilly with no races? I mean, uh, like how how sporadic are we talking about? I would find a race where I liked the medal, sign up and do it. There was no training. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I have gotten to the point, and this is another one of those luck fortunate things where if I decide I'm going to go out and run 13 miles, unless the weather is particularly bad or I'm particularly dehydrated, my body is getting my legs and lungs. They're going to come back and say, oh, we're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing the thing. Doing and they'll pick up. And that's that's that idea of muscle memory where you have people that go back to something they haven't done in years and it's it's still there. Mm-hmm. So I, I had that at the time. It's much stronger now. And that's, that's a blessing and a really, really neat thing to see about the human body. Right. Right. Um, so, so you're getting, you know, recognizing that you need something, some type of, of exercise, some type of something to get the endorphins going. Uh, and this super sporadic running thing isn't working, uh, you know, it, it isn't working for you. Um, was there ever, like, I feel like if I was in that situation, which dangerous to start putting yourself into, into hypotheticals here, but (laughs) you know, if, if I got through a year ish of a running streak and felt like I do when I've tried a month long running streak, which is very similar to what you said, like, it feels like it's a tour. It's no fun anymore. Like it's something I have to do. I don't feel like jumping into a streak would be like, you know, oh, it's been a couple of years. Like, let me try this again. Like, I feel like I would go with something, you know, a bit more, quote unquote, moderate of, you know, a couple of days a week or four days a week or something like that to, to try to, to rekindle some of the joy and, and get, you know, get the benefits without the, the stress of a streak. Did you dive right back into the permanent streak or was there a kind of a, a phase in there where you did kind of ease into things a bit for lack of a better way of asking that question? I dipped my toe and then I jumped in. Um, I there were there was three days before my birthday. And I said I'll run these three days. I'll just make sure I get out there for at least these three days. And then I got to my birthday and I said, okay, we're yeah, we can do this because when you're doing it every day, you're not running hard, you're not running right. fast. Right. Every, the majority of your runs are comfortable, whatever your comfortable pace and distance are, because otherwise you're going to destroy your body quickly right. and and your mental your mindset around it. So I got back to that fourth day and I was like this, this, even in a few days has been relevant. I feel good. I, I like the way my day goes. I like knowing that I ran that day that I did the tiniest thing for myself and my body. And so I, yeah, I kind of thought three days and then I just went from there. There. Was there any concern about it becoming a, a chore again, or, or had you already figured out how to flip the switch? Like, I know you mentioned that earlier, kind of flipping it from a chore to something that you get to do. Where did that flipping kind of take place? I've learned and people learn this with things, whether it's their career or something they enjoy in life. You still have days you don't enjoy it, mm. but you know, it's temporary. It's the, the streak is long enough now. Like I said, it, we're coming up on three and a half years where you still know you're going to have a day or even a week or so where you're like, oh, this isn't fun. But you know that 
will that mindset will not last as long of the, as the benefits of just kind of mulling through it, plodding through a mile and then letting it come back. So it's, it's kind of, people talk about like holding water. You don't hold it tightly, you hold it loosely. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm very forgiving of myself. If I had planned a great big week of running and then it ends up being miles. So what? I still did it. Mm-hmm. So that, that switch can still come back, but the mental mindset of, just letting it be, that's that's there. And I, I don't know when that showed up. I would say that's just been during this streak when I've learned, hey, this streak is bigger than just, hey, this is going to be fun because that's that's what follow through is. It's going after it stops being fun. Right. And so now more often than not, I enjoy it. Even if I wait until the end of the day, I, I know it's something that I'm still going to do and I'm going to look forward to. Um, but it, it that mindset does come back and forth. Right. Right. Well, and, and again, I mean, that's that's like anything. I mean, even even when yes. you're not doing a streak, there's some days yes. that, that you just kind of don't want to go out. Although um, I kind of feel like, at least for me, because I'm not I don't have a streak, it's a lot easier, not easy in that I, I go to the well too often. But if I'm if I'm really kind of feeling worn down or I'm really not enjoying it, like take a day or two like mm-hmm. whatever. And then, and mm-hmm. then, you know, usually that's enough to, to get you right back to wanting to get out there again, mm-hmm. as opposed to, to grinding through, which, which again, the, the handful of times that I've tried to streak, and I don't think I've ever made it more than a month. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's grinding through those couple of days. It just saps all the, the joy out of it for me. Um, but again, to, to each their own. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I do kind of think that if I were to try a streak now, being in a different headspace, knowing things, like you said, knowing that you not have to run hard all the time. Like, like when I was streaking before, like I was, I was just hammering all the time. And mm-hmm. so hammering every day, it doesn't, doesn't work too well. Um, I could probably be a bit more successful with it now, but, um, you know, with, with the streak that you're on now and, and being, you know, three and a half years in, uh, as we're recording this, um, have there been any close calls, any, any times when, when life got a little bit crazy or, you know, I know you said earlier that if there's something that's really serious, like, you know, you're not going to do anything foolish, but have there been some of those times when, you know, you kind of got, got the cold or, you know, just whatever there's, there's, there's been some days where it's like, like you've really kind of pushed it thinking of times I've talked to other folks before. They're like, you know, I was stuck in an airport at 1130 at night and I was just like, I had to, I had to run a mile through the terminal just mm-hmm. to, to get it done. Have you had any of those types of stories along the way? I've had stories like that, but those are the ones where you think, oh, this, this will, I'll, I'll be proud of myself for this later. This will be something I've overcome. Those aren't the things that almost end it. Um, I've run through illness and injury. Uh, it looks bad, but you do it, you do it slowly and where people can't see you. So you don't scare people. Um, if I'm sick, the, the one time I was, I had the flu and ran, it was on a treadmill and I dragged myself immediately from the treadmill into the shower and just laid down. I'm running, a, I'm going to say flesh wound right now. I fell down last week crossing and I was crossing railroad tracks. There was no train. It's a, it's a section that has crossing gates. So that was not an issue. However, it is a spot where I have to cross with the traffic and there's no shoulder. I was so lucky there were no cars coming because as I fell, I would have gotten hit. It was inevitable. So I'm still bruised up and down my left side and it hurts to run. So I'm just running a mile. That's fine. Um, I've had those late nights. I've had times where I'm going somewhere with someone and I say, hey, while you're filling up the car, I'm going to go over to this field because I know we're not getting home until after midnight. Those do happen. I have I run at the airport I've run at rest stops crossing the country before I've done that. I don't think I've run at the airport yet. I did one time have an 
unscheduled half marathon. I found out about one in a state I hadn't run yet that was happening the next day. So I changed a flight, ran it, and it was flying out the next day. And I was very worried about my legs going from running to sitting on a plane hours later. So I limpidly walked around the airport until my plane got there just to keep the blood flowing until the last minute to do that. So we all have, yeah, those 11 o'clock stories. Um, I've run in every arrangement of clothing and running gear and no shoes, shoes, hair holders, Mm -hmm. jeans. And that's just, that's just part of it. That's, those are, those are just links that make up the streak, but I wouldn't say they've endangered it. They're, they're the shiny, interesting things where people go, Oh, you did that. Right. Well, I know I have 20 minutes a day. I can at least like run to the mailbox and back. Yeah, you really can. And that's not too little. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I suppose that, um, those things are, are certainly conversation starters, especially when they're in public, when they're at the, when they're at the rest area or when they're, they're around the, near the gas station or whatever the case might be. Um, it's, it's, you're going to get some looks and you're going to get some questions. There's no, no doubt about that. Oh, I just remembered one. I was fortunate enough to go to a family wedding in the UK two summers ago, and we were at Stonehenge. I thought, I can't not run a mile. (laughs) I was in jeans. It was humid. By the time I was done, and I used somebody else, I didn't have my running watch on me, but somebody else had a GPS tracker on their phone. So there I go, running around the crowds at Stonehenge for a mile to say that I ran a mile there because I couldn't not do it. (laughs) So yes, you, you do get looks, but eventually people figure out, Oh, it's one of those. She's just (laughs) doing one of those things that those people do. And we all have those. There are people Mm -hmm. that, you know, they, they're, they want to get the right Instagram picture, take pictures of their food. That's their thing. This is mine. Right, right, right. Um, you know, one thing that, that you said in there where, where, um, you know, there's, there's a little bump and bruise or like, you know, with, after you're falling, it kind of hurts to, to run a little bit. Um, how do you go about making the decision? I mean, you know, I kind of feel like the decision's kind of made, like you're going to run, but, Mm -hmm. but how do you know, or how do you comfortably recognize that, you know, this isn't doing any more permanent damage? Like you're not making the situation Mm -hmm. worse. Like, like, and I know in in this one instance, maybe it's pretty clear cut, but in, in you know, some of the hypotheticals, like that, that line can be pretty blurry. So how do you kind of, you know, walk that line? If how do you, you how do you find where that line yeah. is and not, not make things worse? It's just like running. Everyone is a little bit different. Um, you feel it out and decide I'm okay. I got hurt this afternoon. So the best thing to do is get up and check these spots in the morning and go first thing in the morning before that second day pain sets in, or I'm, I'm injured enough that, um, when I lived with a sibling, my sister would bike along with me. That way, if I got hurt or you know passed out, which hasn't happened, but then there's someone right there. And one of the things I still do, um, this I guess a lot of people don't do this. I hear about this one uh, as being unusual. I talk on the phone while I run because I'm not going all out. Right. So if I'm sick or hurt or in an unusual area, I have a multitude of people I'll call and just be like, hey, I need you for a mile. Okay. So I that's, that's how you do it is what will happen if there's one I shouldn't do is I will find out while doing it. Because I will, I will go out and try and then realize I'm not okay. And then whoever's on the phone can call for help, help me get home, et cetera. So I will, I will probably attempt it when it gets that bad and then figure it out from there. But not before I slow down so much that it's like, hey, can I get through this? Because it's, it, at this point, it's like 
it's just a mile. And once I, as soon as I take that first step, it's less than a mile. How can I not just finish <laughs> right. it before I go to the hospital? <laughs> so, and as you know, that's, that's that mindset. You do have to walk a line on. Mm-hmm. So, but I do, th- that's probably the biggest one is I have people who will just stay on the phone with me while I do it. Right. Right. Well, and that's, you know, talk about in the world we live in right now where, where you're not seeing people face to face, but even, even, even when we were seeing people face to face, there's still those, those folks that live across the country or across the world that, that we don't, we aren't as connected with as we might like to be. So, you know, not that I'm, not that I'm advocating myself to turn into a streaker, but maybe, you know, getting on the phone once in a while while you're running, like whether it's every day, whether it's, it's not, um, not a bad opportunity to reconnect with some of your, you know, long lost friends or distant family members or whatever the case might be. Um, and just, you know, chat a little bit while you're out for a run. It's not, it's not a bad way to pass a few miles. It works really well. I have a few sisters and a few friends who can monologue talk and that helps because then I don't have to breathe and talk back. And another one I do is my sister who is a nanny will put the kids on the phone because kids will just chatter. Mm -hmm. And if they're of the age where they're reading, they will sit there and read a book at you while you're on the phone. And that's just enough for you to focus on that. You don't have to pay attention to the fact that you're running and you're talking to a kid who just enjoys talking to anybody. So there, there are many ways to do this and your, your body, your body knows what to do it does it all the time it will do it and your only job is to look out for traffic and your environment and talk on the phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah and you just keep doing it you just keep showing up mm-hmm. and keep getting the, yes. keep getting the miles in um one thing kind of shifting gears uh, a little bit but one thing i think i noticed on your website or i, I know i noticed i can't remember the the uh <laughs> I, I say that like i like i don't know that i noticed this but i was looking at, at the website a bit this morning uh, looking at some mm-hmm. past blog posts and uh I can't remember if it was 2018 or 2019, but I think I saw something in there about running the year and, and trying to get, you know, a, a pretty good chunk of miles. And then like the next year, backing it down pretty, you know, like cutting it more than in half, um, which, you know, obviously you're running every day. Like, like that's that there's there's no requirements of getting certain mileage or not. But but what was what was the um, I don't know if the impetus is the right word, but you know, one year you set your sights pretty high running over 2000 miles was, was the goal. The next year cutting it down to like a thousand miles or a, or a little bit more than that, or, or memory serves. I think it was a thousand. Why, you know, why switch from, from one year to the next? What was, was, you know, how did that first year go and, and what led to the decision to, to cut it back for the second year? You are correct. I did 2018 miles. I think it ended up having a decimal in there just to round off the lifetime number. (laughs) And then last year I did a little bit over a thousand. I believe you're working on a 2020 this year. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I am. Yes, indeed. The best of luck. I hope it goes so well and that you enjoy it the whole way. So, but going from, from 2000 down to a thousand was that same thing where you run hard and then the next day you need to take some time back. And then in the future, it's possible I can do back to back multiple thousand years. There Mm -hmm. are people that do that every year. They're putting up two, three. I've seen somebody who has a 4,000 a year streak. She's running over 12 miles a day every morning. She gets up incredibly early to do it. And that's just what she has built to. Um, but for me, it was, it was that, that was the most I'd run ever. I think the year before I'd run 830 and that was my highest. So it was an enormous increase just wrapping my mind around the concept that I could run that much. So the next year was very much that mental back off of, mm-hmm. okay, I, I did something big. Now it's time to take some time off. And I understand it sounds crazy to say I took time off. I only ran a thousand <laughs> miles. Um, but like you said, with a streak, some days that's, or some months, that's a mile a day 
for a month at a time. And other times that's 350 miles in a month. So it's even, even within that, it can be what you want. But yeah, I I was taking that break that you do after a hard effort. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that, that makes sense. That's, uh, um, you know, and and it makes even more sense with the perspective of the year before you, 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 you weren't even anywhere near that 2000 mile mark. I mean, you weren't even near, you you make an argument, you weren't even near the thousand mile mark, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so then, uh, quite a big, a big jump. What, you know, again, I mean, you doing when, when, you, when you do some of these things that might seem a bit crazy to certain folks, so some big number, big goal, big things like that. Um, what was what was the motivation to jump from I'm running every day and I'm, I'm running, you know, a mile or two most of the days probably to get to 800 and something miles. You know what? Let's let's just go. Let's go crazy and do 2018 miles next year. Like what was what was the motivation to make that big of a jump from one year to the next? The social media running community is a incredible place. They are positive, they are relatable, and they don't have limits. So you see people around you who are exactly like you, and you see people around you who are nothing like you, doing remarkable things, putting up numbers and mileage and speeds and times under circumstances and restrictions, and you just think, Oh my goodness. But you never think I can't do that because you know, these people, you see their dogs and their dinners and everything else online. And so you think, well, if they did it, I can at least try Mm -hmm. and it builds and it builds. And then you dig a little deeper and you can find a community that's doing it and you can usually find a medal for it. (laughs) And that helps a lot. (laughs) But if you, if you look, you can find someone else who has done that thing or you'll find people who want to support you as you're the first one. And then they turn around and they go, oh, well, she did it. I One of my favorite things online is I get so many messages of people saying, I saw you do it and I decided to do it too. And they do. And that's that's all it took was knowing that it was possible. So I saw other people doing the impossible all the time. And I thought, well, if they're doing that, I can try. And so I did. Yes. And, and (laughs) I just like, I had a question and then it was kind of like, I wasn't sure how the wording was going to come out. So, you know, awkward pause, but, um, so you did it. Mm -hmm. It was, it it was enjoyable. Was it, was it a fun experience? Something that, that you enjoyed doing to, to get that many miles in a year? Yes. And no, um, I, sometimes I loved it. And sometimes I would swear for two hours on the phone. Um, this is when the phone talking while running started is I was in October of that year to catch up on my mileage. Cause I was way behind on the goal I wanted of that 2018. I was, I also decided that with my birthday being on 10 20, I would run 10.20 miles every day for a month leading up to that. Whoa. So I did. And sometimes that would be get up, run, take a nap, run some more, get up, run before work, go to work, run the way home, not on the way home, run the way home from work. So it was a long effort. And again, just like I would have people check in if I was running injured or sick, I would have people call because they knew I was going to be running for two hours. Mm -hmm. So the phone thing started then. And sometimes it was, Hey, this runs going really well. I'm really happy. And other times it was, I hate everything. Running is a four letter <laughs> word. When can I quit? So, and it, they would always come back with, well, you can quit anytime you want. No. <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends sent me a shirt last year. This is one of my friends who is used to doing the on the phone thing that says, fine, I'll run, but I'm going to complain the whole time <laughs> <laughs> because there were runs like that. So, but 
what I need to say in the long run, haha, is I wouldn't be doing a thousand miles the next year or still doing it every day if it were more misery than enjoyment, fun, peace, endorphins, happiness, Mm -hmm. et cetera. I I get way more out of it than, than I could ever dream that it takes for me, injuries included. Right. Right. And I think that a lot of folks, streakers are not, you know, however long years, decades of running or, or just coming into it in the last, the last few weeks or few months probably can, can agree, you know, that that's, Mm -hmm. that's why we keep showing up. That's why we keep getting, getting out early Mm -hmm. or staying out late or running in the the heat of the day, whatever, you know, whatever works for the schedule, whatever, whatever works to make it happen. Um, one thing that I didn't realize about you, um, not that, not that I've been stalking you or anything like that, but just from seeing you on, on social media over, over the last, uh, however long, couple of years that we've kind of been connected on Twitter and whatnot. And, um, but doing the coaching side of things, I kind of recognized that when I was going through the website and, and looking things around. When did uh, when did you start doing some some coaching work and, and helping other runners reach their goals? Oh gosh, I am a International Sports Science Association coach. I know you specialize in injuries and injury prevention, right? Which means, Keisha, don't fall down on the railroad tracks. That's and, that's the know, best way to prevent injuries is not to trip exactly, on the railroad tracks. Yes. yes, some of us are helpless. Sorry <laughs> about that. Um, I specialized in people who were new or returning to fitness because a lot of people, this was about seven years ago. A lot of people felt when you walked into the gym that everybody looked at you Mm -hmm. and that's not really the case. I like to say it's like a library. When you walk in, people may look up, but then unless you drop a book, in this case, a weight, people are doing their own thing. They're not really concerned with what you're doing. And you'll even start to see the same faces. We're like, oh, hey, you're here. Mm -hmm. It's not how much you're lifting or how fast you run. It's just, oh, hey, you're part of of my workout. You're here, good. Okay, I can mentally check you off my list because I hadn't seen you in a week. Um, I were... Within that population were a lot of people who were working at home because gyms can be expensive. So learning things like you can do a push-up on the wall You can do squats with the laundry basket, uh, things like that. You can stretch on a couple stairs, showing people how to use their environments and making fitness accessible has always been a really big deal. Mm -hmm. I think running, it's not inexpensive, but it's very accessible. Most of us, not everybody can run, but most of us can. And if you can find a tiny space for that, you don't need a lot of equipment. Um, I like to say the most important piece of running equipment is a sports bra. There are plenty <laughs> of runners who don't wear running shoes, right. but I don't know many people who need a bra who don't wear one. Right. So I tend to think that's the most important piece of equipment. Also, you don't want a young girl starting off and feeling self-conscious or uncomfortable with something that could be a lifelong love of mm. being athletic. So I started off coaching that way and with running in particular, very hands-on. I had a client who told his sister, yes, ha, I can run a half marathon. Um, And so found a coach, that coach was me. And three months later, we went from not running to, he finished a half marathon. But we would get up at three, four in the morning and run the streets in the city where that half marathon was gonna be to practice the route. So very hands-on. I have not transferred yet I would like to into online coaching particularly right now when that social distancing (laughs) is relevant but yeah showing somebody hey I see you've got a blank wall right there let me show you how to use that how Mm -hmm. you can squat against that wall or you can do push-ups with just that wall um stuff like that because right now fitness is even more relevant when we're not moving as much for that well that physical outlet and sanity Right. right yeah is there's uh no shortage of things that we can do. And I know that, you know, just from talking to runners in, in 
variety of places, whether it's the, the people that I'm, I'm working with, people on social media, people in person in town when, when you could meet up and, and go for runs with, with folks, you know, you start talking about strength training. It's like, oh, well, I don't have equipment or I don't have a gym membership or I don't have time to go to the gym. And it's, it's you know, something that I've, I've talked about before, but it's, it's bears repeating it as, as many times as it makes sense that you don't need a lot of fancy stuff to get a little bit of strength training in and a little bit can be super beneficial. Like you said, I mean, a blank wall. Like if you can't do a push up, then you can, I guarantee you can do a push up against the wall. Like I guarantee yes, you, can. you can do it. Yes. I, I, I don't care unless, unless your arm's in a sling and you can't move your arm for one mm-hmm. reason or another. Um, That's right. If, if your arms are, are functioning, you can do a push up against the wall and then you can build from that. Just like, like you said, I mean, you can start with a mile or you can start with 20 yards and gasping for yes. breath and get to a, mm-hmm. a, a mm-hmm. mile a day streak at least for, you know, three and a half years going on, going on who knows how long. Um, in, in, in what I admit might be a, a bit of a gotcha question, and I don't, I don't try to ask gotcha questions, but um, seeing as, as you're a coach and, and a streaker, mm-hmm. if somebody comes to you thinking about, uh, uh, you know, to work with you and, and asks about, you know, should I, should I try a running streak? What, what is kind of your, your guidance on, on something like, and recognizing, you know, all the disclaimers out there individual case by case the 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 the, uh the recommendations are going to vary based on each person's individual situation but in general you know is that something that you encourage something that you offer some you know here are some warnings some things to think about something that you like what what happens when somebody comes to you especially a client and says hey i I think i might want to start a run streak what do you think i love that question that's not a gotcha (laughs) Uh, you gotcha a good one so first off that's really exciting because if if they're asking me about it, they're most likely asking because they know it's something I do. So it's something they've they've thought about, even if it was for 10 seconds before asking me. And even just considering that commitment is a really big deal, whether it's running or going to the gym or, you know, making a healthy choice for dinner every night. That's that's incredible. I'm always up for trying because the thing is your streak is under your control and you can decide if and when you need to quit or modify. I have people message me and say, Hey, I was running and I, I made it a month and then I had to quit. No, you made it a month. That's a really big deal. When somebody tells me I, you know, like I did it a week or I did it a month. That's really hard because you're building from nothing. I've been doing this so long at this point that the streak is going to, it's going to handle itself. And I'll occasionally get a cool story about a situation or a place or something I saw, but that's not nearly as hard as the first Sunday, the first Friday, the first Friday that you want to go out, but you haven't run yet. The Saturday morning where you went out too much, (laughs) whatever it is, those are a really big deal. So someone even trying it, if what, even if they just make it three days, that's three days in a row that you did a thing, Mm -hmm. try it. And there are people who go for years and they, they need to quit or they just shrug and they say, I'm done with it. And that's okay too, because running can be for anyone, but it's not for everyone. Like we touched on, not everyone has the ability to run, whether it's safety or physically their body and capability. Mm. But anybody who wants to do that can have that choice. However, there are so many ways to be fit and take care of yourself that if you hate running or if you try it and it's not right for you, you don't have to do it. And I'll, I, I'm fine with that. That's it's it's not for everyone. And that's OK, too. So but yeah, give that streak a try. Let's see how it's going. Uh, call me on the day that you don't feel like it. Call me on the day you didn't feel like it and you did it anyway. Did it right. 
Right. And you may, you may have three days behind you, or you could have three years behind you and it doesn't have to be a mile. There are people where their minimum is a 5k. I know a gentleman who his is one kilometer. That street can be whatever it needs. It's your streak. It's your rules. If it's not working for you, then it's wrong. Mm. So give it a go. If you're thinking about it, you try it out. It's either going to work for you or you're going to figure out that it's not quite right for you. And those are both the right answer. Right. Right. Um, here's, here's another kind of fun coaching question that, uh, can, can, uh, maybe be a bit of a gotcha. And I'll, I'll even preface this one by saying that I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. So, you know, just the, like the, the hypocritical question of when, when there's probably times that you maybe encourage somebody you're working with, or your recommendation is like, Hey, you need to take a day off or you need to do more strength training, or you need, you need to do something. And you know that in your, maybe in your case right now where running hurts because of the fall, but like, you're going to keep going, but maybe in somebody else's situation, you'd be like, Hey, you really just give it a couple of days, let your body heal from the impact of the fall and then get back out there. How do you, how do you, um, I don't know what the right, quite, quite what the right word is, but how, how do you balance that between do as I say, not as I do type of thing, kind of being slightly hypocritical? Because again, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I, I probably the biggest one for me is talking about foam rolling and how, how good it is for you and, and how maybe once a week I'm good about getting on my foam roll, even though I'm like every day, just a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there. Like it's, it's like, I don't do the foam rolling. Like I, like I try to encourage folks to do, um, so label me a hypocrite. It's, it's accurate. How about, how about you? Do, you? do you struggle with that sometimes of, of giving some folks some advice that maybe in the same situation, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that even though it might be the right, the right choice? I don't have that problem because it's, it's on perspective. When I'm injured and I have to run slow with somebody on the phone and I know I'm only going out there for a mile and then I'm going to call my husband and say, I'm back home, I'm okay. Those are my rest days. On the days when I'm sick and it's, it's a big effort, those are taking days off for me. For someone who's starting off and their run streak is under a certain amount of time, and I'm going to say up to a year, you can start over. Because I did that. I had a streak and then I quit and you can pick it up again. So I don't feel hypocritical to say, hey, this this is time that your body needs. The way my body needs time is different because I've been at this longer. And what I like to say is I'm going to hold your place at the start line. You get to come back whether you, you know, lit through a workout or you have to take time off. That's not wrong taking time off of anything isn't wrong. And that's, like I said, I certainly take time off of the positive mindset. Mm -hmm. I whine and complain through miles. So in this case, it's, they need to take time off to heal. And that's a really big deal. And they have to decide where that line is. But I will, I will remind them, Hey, I took time off after my first year, or I have, I've had runs. I think my slowest mile was a 14 or 15 minutes, something, this was a run, but I was in such pain and so slow. That's how long it took when the average walk pace is about 20 minutes per mile. So somebody's walking, they, they could have passed me. Um, so it doesn't feel hypocritical. It's just looking at it from different, different experience levels at that point. Gotcha. So, but taking, taking care of yourself is, is 
the number one thing. And I think in this, when you break these two down for me, mentally taking care of myself means at least trying to get through that. And for someone else, it may mean, Hey, your body's new at this and it's going to take a little while to build to that. So that's, that's where we are today. And that's what we're going to work with. So I don't think it's hypocritical. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but again, and, that's very much perspective. Right. Right. And and then you know, just to kind of tie it into the beginning of your of your story, just for for the bit of context, like depending on who this is, is coming to you, and I, I don't know if I should take a day off. You know, don't forget that you were running for multiple years before you started the first streak. So like you had right. some base, you had some yes. some body, you know, muscle adaptations and and bone adaptations that that yeah. happen. So you know, there, there's just you know. Like, like I said earlier with the disclaimer, everybody's situation is different. We all know this, but, um, you know, it's, it's certainly not a black and white type of situation where, you know, one size fits all advice goes, goes anywhere. Um, so, so kind of looking forward a bit and, and I, I hate the, the looking forward questions because nobody can predict the, the future. Um, and you already said, you know, that, that if there's a situation that really like you can't run, like it is what it is and you're not going to, not going to do it. But do you have numbers that you're, that you're kind of looking for looking forward to goals things like that i mean i know you're you're into the four digits now so you got that comma in there uh, uh, whatever that was the, the numbers worked out a year ago something like that um you know that the next the next digit doesn't get added until you get to 10,000 i mean is that is that a target is is bigger than that like what what are kind of your your goals for this this streak going forward i am going to run 24,901.55 miles because that is the circumference of the earth it's going to take forever, but I don't care. <laughs> there are some people that can knock that out in a couple decades. Mm. I am not on track for that. <laughs> I think it's something like 18 years to get to 10,000 days. I, I don't, I've done the math a bunch. I don't remember. But yeah, I'm planning to run the circumference of the earth. If I get hurt before that, then I will pivot. And what I always say, personally, I'll pivot to the pool because that is a full body workout with no, uh, no weight bearing, no pressure. It's also what I have access to. Not everyone does. So, but unless that happens, I have a lot of miles to cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm planning to run the circumference of the earth because it's there and why not? Yeah, literally, you can say I've, I've run around the, I mean, yes. know, I guess not literally run around the, the actual globe, but run around the, the earth as far as distance goes. I've like, that's, covered that distance. That's yeah. pretty, that's a pretty uh, epic type of, of number sure. to be shooting for. Yeah. And, and is that as far as streak miles or like, like streak days or just miles in total? I mean, again, lifetime miles. Lifetime That'll miles. be lifetime. Gotcha. I keep a spreadsheet. Um, a lot of runners do. I also have my paper run book that I have from way <laughs> back and I've, I've transferred the paper run book, but once a month I still put the stuff from the spreadsheet into the paper book. So they completely overlap, but I have a spreadsheet where every day I can, I put in my mileage and it will add up what I have for the year, the total, how many I would need each day to hit certain wow. distances. Like, I, you know, I, I have a master's in finance, so I very much love spreadsheets. <laughs> spreadsheets are your spreadsheets jam. Spreadsheets <laughs> are my friend. Yes. So I, I track it that way. And, um, but that will, that will definitely be lifetime miles. Mm -hmm. gotcha. And we're about 7,000 of those. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, you know, I, on the one hand, you can look at it and go, gosh, that's still a long way to go. But like, that's a, that's a chunk of miles. Like that's, that's a significant yes. chunk. Yes. And that's, that's like anything, you know, when, when, if you're going to run a mile, when you first take off, 
immediately you have less than a mile to go. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was running the the 10.2 that October, after I would get to point two, I'd always say less than less 10. Than 10. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's really perspective. You can you can say, oh, I've only run 7,000. I have so many, or you can say, I've run 7,000 miles. Right. Like even if I had to stop tomorrow, I ran 7,000 miles. That's that's an accomplishment all on its own. Yeah. And then, you know, again, you know, you can, you, you can make math and statistics say whatever you want in most cases, oh, yeah. like, like that's a quarter of the way, you know, I mean, plus sure. or minus, but exactly. like you're, you're at, you're at, a, you're at the quarter pole, you know? And so yes. like, like again, you, you, it still sound it's, it is still a lot, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you've come a hell of a long way so far and you know, just keep on keeping on, keep showing up one day at a time, one mile at a time. And a couple of those days you knock out 13 or you knock out 10 or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, you just keep chipping away and, and you get there. That's, that's exactly how I'll do it. It's the same as those at-home workouts. You, you know, if, if you start off with five squats while there's a commercial on or you're waiting on you know, the dishwasher to stop, you, you're going to build up from there. You can move a mountain one rock at a time. There are days when you can rent a backhoe and move a whole bunch of them. But you can do it one single stone at a time. You, you can run forever one mile at a time. And so that's what I'm doing. And yeah, I occasionally go farther or faster, but it I'll either get there or I won't, but I'm enjoying trying. That's and that's that's the key right there. So as we're as we're wrapping up today, Keisha, um, I'd be be curious to know, uh, kind of the, the closing question is is something kind of very um, kind of like the introductory question, kind of open ended. Um, we can take it any any different direction. I got a, a couple on my list. I call them philosophical questions, just because like why not why not throw a big scary word out there before sure. I ask the, the, the closing question? But um, I would just be curious, you know, over the the course of your your time running maybe focus more on the streak but but we don't have to focus it there if 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 there's a a a better uh answer out there a better maybe not better is the right word but an answer that you want to go with that's out there um but i'd just be curious you know what what have you learned through running again maybe it's through the streak maybe it's it's not but that is has helped you move forward in other areas of your life i've I've said before i think running is a great teacher i've also said before i hate metaphors and i keep going back to this Mm -hmm. metaphor of how running is a great Mm -hmm. teacher for for (laughs) other areas of your life um and i think that that most everybody who's been running for more than a couple of days has learned things through running so just be curious what have you what have you learned from running that has helped you in in any other area of your life as well i am capable i can get out there and i can take a step and if today all i can take is a step i did it and tomorrow I can go out and I can take two steps. And that's how every runner started. Every runner had a first mile. So there's nothing as too small of an effort. And you can move that into other things, whether you're cleaning a house or selling one or moving across a country or starting a school program, whatever it is, you're capable. Just keep breaking down the task. I can keep breaking a task until it's so small that I can't not accomplish it. And I can do that. And then when it all adds up, it's like that mountain. Like if I look at a mountain and I have to move it, that's really big and I'm not. Um, but if I just look at the base and I pick up that first rock and throw it over my shoulder and then that next one, I'm capable and I can move a mountain and running has taught me that whether it's okay, I'm going to keep going until the end of this song, or I'm going to go until that power line, or they don't move the finish line. That's what I say to people who are scared starting a race. When you start a race, they don't move the finish line. You just keep moving forward and it's going to get closer. So I am capable. That's what I've learned. And I would tell everybody else, 
you are capable. Even if you're not a runner, whatever it is, you set your mind to and just take it tiny bits at a time. It doesn't have to be huge chunks. You, you know, you go to medical school, you're not a doctor the next day. It takes years. And even seasoned doctors go back to conferences and stuff. You know, people who are native speakers of a language are still learning new words in that language their whole life. So you can expect a speaker of a new language to know all of it, even after years of study. You are capable. Make the task smaller and smaller until you can't fail, and then just go. Mm, 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 mm. I love it. I love it. And uh, as per usual, I'm going to try not to to muddy the waters at all. I'm going to try to get out of here <laughs> as quickly as and efficiently as possible right now, so that can just that that vision of being capable, making it small, making it happen. I love it. So uh, guys, once again, if you want to connect with, with uh, Keisha, at least a mile.com is the website at least a mile on all things social media, all just spelled out one big word at at least a mile on Instagram and Twitter. Dizruns.com slash 838 is the link to take you back to the uh, show notes today. Again, everything will be linked up there. Photos, the whole nine. Dizruns.com slash 838. So, uh, Keisha, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. Uh, thank you for being one of those crazy streakers that I, I still can't quite understand, but I can at least understand <laughs> a little bit more about how you tick and why you tick and why you do what you do. Uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best. Keep on keeping on. And, and uh, as the number continues to grow, uh, we'd love to have you come back on at some point and kind of update us on how things are going and, and what's new in, in the world at that point. Hopefully we'll be uh, away from social distancing by then. But uh, in any event, thank you again for the time today and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. I have so enjoyed this. Thank you so much for making time for me on your show. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Keisha and myself. And as per usual, be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was, what was your takeaway from the conversation today? Uh, for me, it was it was right there towards the end. Although there were there were several uh, little po- several kind of major points, I guess uh, major points and littler points uh, along the way that that were vying for uh, the the takeaway for me uh, for today. But but at the end, when Keisha was talking about how it's important to remember that every runner had a first mile that that includes you, that includes me, and I think that that sometimes maybe it's human nature to to kind of forget the things that we didn't know before we learned them. Um, meaning it's, it's easy to forget maybe how naive we were, how inexperienced we were, how, uh, how guilty we were of committing some of those faux pas and breaches of running etiquette simply because we didn't know any better. And, you know, now that, that we're all farther in our running careers, our running journeys, uh, we've learned a few things. We've made some of those mistakes it it can be easy to kind of be a little bit judgy, to be a little impatient uh, with those that are where we were at some point on the timeline. So um, my my takeaway from from that last little bit of of the conversation and and talking with Keisha is just that reminder to to when in doubt, maybe even not when in doubt, but but to to more or less always err on the side of giving grace err on the side of, of assuming that when someone cuts you off, when someone um, stops to walk right in front of you uh, without giving any warning, without, without giving any you know, cursory uh, or courtesy, is it cursory? Curti- courtesy looks behind them uh, and, and making sure that nobody's right behind them before they stop to walk, whatever the case might be. Um, you know, it's easy in the moment to be upset. It's easy in the moment to be frustrated, but to try to, to take a beat, Try to pause and give grace and say, "Hey, maybe this is this is this person's first race. 
Maybe this is this, this person's first time doing this and they just truly don't know any better. Maybe it's their first mile. And remember that, that we also probably made some of those mistakes back in the day. So that's, that's my takeaway. Maybe a little bit shorter and sweeter than, than normal. Um, maybe, maybe you, you appreciate the fact that it's a little bit shorter and sweeter than normal and not, not as, uh, verbose in coming up with, with words to stretch the thing out. But I think it's just, it's just an important thing to, to always remember, to always keep in the back of our mind that, uh, that every runner had a first mile, every runner had a first day, first time lacing them up and that includes us. And so, you know, give, give people grace, give people forgiveness, give people patience and, uh, you know, make, help make the world just a little bit better place. Help make the running, running world, if nothing else, a little bit better place. So that was my takeaway. But what about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? Let me know at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can get to by pointing your browser to Dizruns.com slash 838. We'll have all the, the links from today, comments, photos, the whole nine. Uh, and again, you can leave your comments there at the bottom, disruns.com slash 838. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, start to pull this one into the harbor. One last time, a, a little reminder, coaching options are available if you're interested. If now is not the right time, hey, no worries. You can you can let me know when you're ready, and I'll let you know what's what's available at that time. But uh, for right now, disruns.com slash coaching is the, the main page. All the details, all the information, all the sign-up information is right there. If you have any questions on anything, just let me know. And, and as I promise, every time I do one of these, uh, I, I promise not to try to hard sell you. I promise to just answer your questions and, you know, if let you decide if working with me might be the right thing for you. All manners considered, budget-wise, personality-wise, uh, goal-wise, whatever the case might be decision is all yours. I just want to give you that information. Dizruns.com slash coaching. So uh, at this point, let's uh, let's call this one a day. Uh, thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. If you did, feel free to tell a friend. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take care. Thanks again. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you guys.